Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Fast and the Curious is part of the Acast Creators Network. Subscribe now so you never miss an episode. Thank you. Hello and welcome back to The Fast and the Curious with me, Betty Glover. Now, if you're a regular listener, you'll know that I'm usually joined by our resident F1 expert, Christian Hugel. That's how he refers to himself. I just prefer to call him a bit of a Formula One geek. But he's currently out in Texas ahead of the Grand Prix. So we're going to catch up with him and do a full debrief after this weekend in our next episode. We've also not got team principal Greg James either. He's off talking about cricket on stage around the UK because I don't know if he's mentioned it before, guys, but he really does love his cricket. So it's another Betty Glover special. So I'm really sorry if you're all fed up of this by now, but I'm back from my New York burger adventure with Logan Sargent. Go back and listen to that, by the way, if you haven't already. And also hit subscribe while you're there because we fire out episodes all of the time. So I am back from New York. I'm struggling with a bit of jet lag. I'm currently working, I reckon, at about 63.2%, which Logan would be very disappointed about. If you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to that episode. But I've got a coffee. I'm sorting myself out because I'm really looking forward to this episode. And we're doing another Look Ahead to Texas this time in the form of the F1 Academy. Now, if you've somehow missed it, this is the all-female series launched this year. It's designed to give a platform to female drivers and crew and help them step up into the top tiers of motorsport like F3, F2, and eventually, hopefully, Formula One. But this series is only getting bigger and better. In 2024, every Formula One team will be backing a driver on the F1 Academy grid, which is really cool. And this weekend, in their seventh and final race of the season, they'll be part of the Formula One schedule for the first time in Texas, something that will be happening for every race next year. It'll also be broadcast live on TV, so it's all very exciting. So ahead of their race on Sunday, we're joined by a Fast and the Curious regular. We've been chatting to her throughout the season. Of course, it's Chloe Grant. She's only 17 years old, which absolutely baffles me because I feel like we've been talking to her for ages and she's just so young, but has been driving basically her whole life. She started in go-karts, moved through sort of several series, and she's also the daughter of an absolute legend, Sharon. So no doubt we'll hear more about her in a second, because she's about to join us for a chat direct from Texas. Hey, Chloe. Thank you for having me. Chloe, we love having you on the podcast. You are one of our favourite people to speak to. 
but probably now more so than ever because you've got this ridiculously exciting weekend ahead of you. Probably the biggest of your racing career so far. We'll talk about that in a second. But first things first, has your mum, Sharon, made the trip out to Texas with you? Well, the whole family is actually here for once, which I haven't had this year, so it's nice, uh, both of my sisters. But I think they're just having a look at the pool just now, so they're, you know, in this nice sun. <laughs> oh my God, I hope you've packed cowboy boots. Have you packed them? Well, we actually, all 50 of the drivers are receiving cowboy boots, so we're extremely excited for that. Oh, like proper. It's yeah. amazing. So you're going to have like proper Texas cowboy boots. Yeah. I mean, another thing for me, obviously that kind of style of the country hats the country boots my family are a huge country music fan we were actually at Luke Holmes on Monday night so oh. this is just like a whole dream come true for me racing country music Formula One it's everything I need <gasps> do you do like line dancing and everything then <laughs> we're not quite that far we don't do line dancing we listen to a whole lot of country I, I want to see some TikToks please Chloe <laughs> of you and your family doing line dancing with your cowboy hats and your cowboy boots on okay is it is it so is it sunny and hot out there it's definitely it's very sunny and hot however when we were testing a couple of weeks ago it was a lot hotter it, yeah it was significantly higher you've already been to the track haven't you what was it like was it really busy yeah already i just went for a couple of minutes to pick up my passes today um yeah there's people absolutely everywhere at the minute obviously they're just trying to sort everything out before the race weekend starts um, and obviously they're very very strict about if you don't have the right passes to get in where you can't go in so good thing we got them before it gets even more busy and more strict um yeah i've never seen anything like it and it's quite cool because we're just behind formula one i mean there's a barricade but we are just behind them i thought we'd be a bit further away so it's really cool i'm really excited yeah what what is that like like what can you see when you say you're just behind formula one like is that really that must be so weird for you well all we see from our actual like it's not not kind of garages but they've got kind of temporary garages set up for us we honestly just kind of see a white wall, but you know that they're just beyond <laughs> that wall. Um, I think we obviously will hopefully have a bit of access and be able to see more people and hopefully meet some of the drivers throughout the weekend when there's free time. Um, yeah, this is a whole other experience I've never had before and I, I didn't have ever imagined this. So, I'm yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It must be quite strange, though, because this is obviously the first time that the F1 Academy is going alongside Formula One. So you're going to have all of those crowds. You're going to have the fans. You're going to have the fanfare. It's It must be quite hard to block that out. I think that it's incredible to not be just with the Formula One, but to be driving in America. That's a huge thing. I mean, when we were testing here, it was kind of the first lap I was looking around like, why am I here? Like, it was just, it's incredible to be on this track. So, like, what is it like, basically, to be a part of all of this coming together? Like, it must just be such a surreal moment for you, Chloe. Can you just talk us through, like, actually, I know you've kind of mentioned this a bit, but just how special this weekend is going to be for you? You know, when you kind of, like, go on holiday somewhere and you don't believe you're there yet, it's kind of like that, like, it's, it's still not, quite real um yeah I think it will be real the second we see those lights on uh, on the grid so yeah I just I'm really I'm so excited but obviously it's trying to stay calm and focused on exactly everything that we're doing out there and um, because that's the most important thing so if you're too too buzzing or too of any emotion that's not calm then you're gonna make stupid mistakes and not be focused on what you're doing and the task at hand yeah it's still not real it's, it's just especially like I said being in America like I thought you know oh, Europe's amazing to even race in Europe, but let alone going across seas to race 
in America is just a whole other thing. Um, and it's a really technical track. They have all sorts of different corners. It's quite a bumpy surface, actually, on the streets, which I was kind of surprised by. Um, yeah, so it's a really good and technical track, and it's I, it's the kind of track that I really enjoy and I like, so I'm looking forward to it. Now, look, this race is going to be broadcast for the first time as well, which must be such a massive moment. One of our listeners um, on The Fast and the Curious is called Bridget. She's a huge F1 Academy fan. She's going to be at the race in person, so if you've got someone asking for your autograph, that will be Bridget, probably. And anyway, she's asked... If you're doing anything different to prepare to the race with more of a sort of spotlight on the series? I would say compared to all the other weekends, to be honest, it's kind of the same as how I prepare for each weekend. Obviously, the difference this time is jet lag and the time difference. Um, however, I think we've kind of already sorted ourselves out for that. But no, every time for me, it's sim 24-7, kind of getting tired of staring at a screen all the time. Um, I think it's kind of just that constant preparation, but also... People don't really talk about it that often, but also the mental side of things. All you hear is about us doing sim and gym, but we do also have some mental prepare, like sort of, you know, med- meditation, visualization, um, just kind of getting into, you know, the zone and trying to stay focused and not getting too overly excited. You know, I'm here to focus on my driving and get the best result that I possibly can, especially with it being the big finale and trying not to put too much pressure on myself. Like, because I've already put too much on and I need to just relax. Uh, so, yeah, it's just going to be kind of the typical training. That's so interesting that you mentioned that about sort of the mental side and meditation, because you're right, people don't really talk about that that much. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you, what you do? Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't really kind of look into or hear about much of the mental side, uh, mental skills that you could work on until I would say the kind of past year because um, I started you know training with more people and getting to know more people and learning a lot physically and mentally um, and it's just for example before a race I'll sit in my truck and I'll just I'll put a timer on or I'll get my family like Lucy my sister to come in and get a timer and I'll sit there and I'll you know I'll actually like visualize the lap with my eyes closed and when you stop the timer you I have to try get essentially the lap as, cl- as close to the real life lap as I can and for me that's a really really good technique and even just like every day taking five or ten minutes of just sitting and visualizing different scenarios like so of safety car restart or if there's you know any scenario that could happen in a race just being prepared for that and what you so you know what you would do and I've really found it useful and I've kind of progressively gotten better at it throughout the season so it's been very good for me that must be such an important sort of aspect because you've had such a big gap between the last race which was in France wasn't it in July and now this if it was me I'd be sat there every day just thinking right count down like making it a bigger thing in my head as each day goes by what have you been doing between the last race and this race? Um, so I am still a college student. However, I only did, I think I only did one week um, because I just stay at home with all the facilities that I have at home because I obviously have a lot more and they're a lot more useful for me. So I was honestly, I'm not kidding, every day I was training up until the point that my body was breaking. Wow. Um, for me, the time gap was kind of good. Um, obviously, I prefer to constantly be driving and I think, in my mind at the start I was like oh this is going to be so long but now that the time has gone past it's actually been really good and really useful for the training I've naturally always kind of put a lot of pressure on myself already hence why the whole visualization and mental side of things has been a huge thing for me because I tend to be a bit too negative uh, towards myself and putting so much pressure that's not needed and then it comes to the point like Zanvor when I was doing I was 
P4 and free practice and I knew I, I could do it the circuit and then I was like oh my god now if I don't qualify well it's gonna be bad I over pushed and I went in the gravel and that's the end of my qualifying so I just really need to focus this weekend and just you know keep a, a nice calm head on and I have the people around me that love me and can reassure me and try and keep me calm so it's it's nice that yeah and having that time again to kind of prepare for this and I know that I'm going into this fully prepared uh, more than ever. So I'm confident. That's really good. It's so good that you found the sort of visualization and those sort of mental skills as a way of dealing with all of those things that you just spoke about. How long have you been doing that for? Is that quite a new thing yeah. or something that you've started doing whilst in F1 Academy? Yeah, very new since F1 Academy, basically. And um, like I said, it's only this kind of year that I've really kind of gotten into it and fully understand it now. So yeah, it's very, very new to me. <laughs> That's so good though. I feel like everybody needs to do a bit of that sort of mental visualisation, even if you're not driving a really fast car. Um, I feel like I need to do that. I'll get some tips from you, Chloe, <laughs> one day. Um, but obviously this is the last race of the season for F1 Academy. But like this must have been an unreal year for you. How do you sort of look back on the season? Yeah, definitely F1 Academy has been the best thing for me. However, for me, again, I've been disappointed with my results. Um, just kind of that aspect of I've come into this year and everyone has told me, this is your learning year. This is your learning year. Just just stay calm. And I've gone, no, this is everyone's expectation of me. What people think this, blah, 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 blah. And I've been all in my head. My head's been very messy. And it has been a learning year. Everyone was right. And I should have listened. <laughs> um, even not just for me, but for the team, ART Grand Prix, it was their first time running F4 cars. So the first couple of tests, we were kind of all trying to work together to figure out how we wanted the car set up right together. Um, and from then on, I have honestly learned so much as a driver, um, not only about the skills that I've improved, but also more about myself. I mean, I've seen that progress, but then I've just made the mistakes. And after my crash in Monza, I had a really big knock of confidence so Paul Ricard was not exactly what I wanted although in every single race I went forward in positions I never stayed and I never went backwards I always went forward so that's the thing looking at that as a positive and after coming back from Monza because I really I really struggled and I said to everyone that no I was fine I should get back in the car but I think I struggled a lot more than I expected to unfortunately since then having the tests in Austin I definitely think I've got my confidence back and and I can push the car to its limit once again. Um, and I definitely, I can see the changes from round one to now in my driving. Um, it's changed massively. Um, and I'm very grateful to F1 Academy and ART Grand Prix for giving me this opportunity. And I hope that I get the opportunity to come out, out of this learning year, prepare a lot more next year do, and hopefully do a lot more testing because I'm very, very far behind on test days compared to everyone else on the grid. And I think that was a mistake that I made once again. Um, and I hope I can go do another year and hopefully be pushing a lot harder and a lot higher up. Yeah, I mean, this is your sort of first year. You're 17, Chloe. You're so hard on yourself. <laughs> you, you, you kind of talk about like next season. Obviously, there's some massive plans for um, the Academy for the 2024 season. When do you know sort of what your roles will be in that is that being decided yet? How does that sort of process work? Um, every driver's different. Everybody is, I mean, everyone kind of gets told or decides at different times. Um, and once everything is confirmed, everyone will announce. Oh, okay. So it's sort of just waiting for little things to be confirmed then. Um, has it sunk in sort of what you guys have done in terms of 
this series and being a part of it and how it's going to open so many doors for women to get into motorsport. I know you're still like so young in the grand scheme of things, but have you had time to sort of reflect on how big this thing is that you've sort of been a part of? Yeah, it's, it's incredible. The amount of younger girls that have come into it. I mean, when I was in Honda Cadets and I was seven in 2013 and I was starting off, I didn't race any girls. That was It was just me on the grid, nobody else. And then as I moved up, I think in karting in total, I raced about two other girls. Um, and then when I was in GB4 last year, it was three. And now it's 14. So, you know, it's, it's really nice. Um, and even when you go to the karting now, it, like you know, my local circuits, there's so many more girls and it should be a normal thing. Yeah. It's still like, oh my God, whoa, <laughs> like it's, it's really good. And even like we get quite a few messages on message requests from girls saying, I'm 13. Is it too late? What do I do? Where do I start? I'm like, you're 13. It's, it's definitely not too late. <laughs> um, it's 100% not. Um, and, you know, I try to help as much as I can with any questions that they have um, because it's really, really good to see this many and this amount of girls that are now going I want to do this. I need to come into this. And not just in the driving aspect, but also, you know, the engineering, the mechanics. There are so many more. And especially in Formula One, I've really noticed the number going up. Having a mix of men and women in a team could create the fastest and best team. Oh, absolutely. So what is the plan now then until the race? Sort of what 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 do you do? It's Wednesday now that we're speaking. So what do you do between now and Saturday, Chloe? Um, today we, well, because I'm with all my family and me and mum had the privilege of getting to see Austin last time. I think we'll see Austin this afternoon and then I'll come back and I'll do my training and then to very early start, um, to go to the track, to just prepare for the weekend, to talk with the team, track walk, everything that needs to be done. And then Friday, we start driving. Wow, exciting. Yeah. Love it. Good luck. Smash it. Thank you. And um, we'll speak to you soon. Thank you again. Bye. A massive thank you to Chloe. She is always so honest and open about the journey that she's been on this year. She speaks so, so well. So good luck to her. And of course, all of the F1 Academy drivers in Texas. They've got sessions all weekend that you can watch on Sky, including the final F1 Academy race of the season on Sunday afternoon. That's 3.30 if you're in the UK or it's 9.30 a.m. Texas time. That'll be just hours before the Texas Grand Prix. I'm sure the atmosphere will be absolutely unreal. I'm so gutted that I'm not there. Enjoy all the racing, everybody. And we'll be back on the other side with a catch up with Christian to find out what the hell he's been up to during the weekend. Bye. Bye.